So this podcast episode is really going to be pretty random. Um, I'm going to touch on a, a couple different thoughts that I've been processing over the past couple days. Just um, just a few things that I've been experiencing in, uh, in my team program, in my after school program. And I'll just share those thoughts. I'll just share those ideas with you. Um, I'll just go over the most recent one. Uh, I just got off of Instagram, which uh, getting off the bus, I like to scroll through Instagram. Check out the hashtag after school clubs, after school activities, kid activities, and a lot of the hashtags related to it. So one of the posts that came across my feed, and excuse the extremely loud motorcycles in the back. Yeah. So one of the, the posts that recently came across my feed was uh, a library who, I guess they designed tombstones and they designed them over books. So they, they covered the titles of books with a tombstone kind of design just as a way to uh, kind of guess the, allow the kids to guess what was inside the book. Uh, so one of the books said, one of the covers for the books said, here lies so-and-so. I guess from what I'm understanding about the post, uh, you had to guess um, guess the content of the book based on the cover. Um, I'd really, it's not like crystal clear as to what that, that post was about, but regardless, it kind of inspired me to, to add like a little spin for the teens in my program. So I want to take take that idea and have each one of my kids design their own tombstone. For example, uh, I had a conversation with one of my kids today and I gave him, gave him a task and I've noticed a trend with him over the past couple days. He's like, yeah, I tried something, but people made fun of me, so I quit. I tried something else, but this happened, so I quit. I tried something else and this happened and I quit. And it's like over and over and over. Each day he revealed to me something that he tried and for whatever reason, he quit. So uh, this post inspired me to have a tombstone saying, I will not, like here lies quitting or here lies me giving up on my dreams. Um, here lies something else. Uh, so, and I want, task I'm going to give each, there's a dog barking in the background, so I'm going to have each one of my kids design a, design a tombstone really illustrating what they would like to give up, uh, a part of themselves that they would like to get better at, and take the negative side of that and say, here lies, whatever. So for example, if they are trying to, I know one of my one of my girls wants to wants to lose weight. So it will say, here lies an unhealthy version of me, or here lies uh, me eating snacks, or here lies unhealthy habits. You know, something that's personal to them uh, that they can shoot for as a goal. And each person would have their own. So that's one thought that uh, that I had that I want to share with you. 
I think it'd be pretty cool for you guys to add that to, to your programs or even in your families. Uh, have your kids design something, something like that. So it's um, it's a positive spin. I know a lot of people don't really celebrate. Not, I want to say celebrate. A lot of people don't really partake in uh, Halloween activities. So if that's you, then this will be a cool activity to do and still kind of Halloween theme. I just played back that last clip and I just want to give people a heads up that a lot of these podcasts that I do, I record them on my walk home. So if you hear dogs, if you hear cars passing by, or if you hear something, hear a lot of other random street noises, that's what I did. I do these podcasts when I walk, uh, when I walk between the bus to my house. Um, another idea or just thought that I've been experiencing in my program is the fact that um, it's like I have a journalistic background, right? So I have a journalistic background, and I remember when I was going through, when I was in school um, at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Uh, shout out to all HBCUs. Uh, so I remember when I was going through my journalism program, going through my broadcast program, the one thing that my teachers and mentors and everybody consistently said was the fact that in journalism is one of the greatest fields, of course, most, <laughs> most teachers are going to tell you that about their own field, about the field that they're teaching, but they said that one of the greatest things about journalism is that journalists are one of the smartest people because you have to, in your research process, in your reporting uh, and all that, you actually learn different crap you learn different facts about a variety of subjects. You have to learn about, like if you're reporting on agriculture, you learn, learn a little bit about agriculture. Uh, so you're reporting on different facets of life, uh, different areas of the city you're in, just a real breadth of knowledge that journalists are, like that just comes with the territory. I'm gonna flip that. Well not flip it, but I'm gonna add something else to it. Being a youth mentor, is I think even better like it adds even more of a breadth of knowledge and more of a depth of knowledge about a variety of subjects hear me out as a as a youth mentor you really have to you're blessed because you really have to immerse yourself in the lives of the different kids that you mentor for example I have a lot of my kids have a, a bunch, uh, a variety of different uh, different interests. So in order to reach out, in order to connect with them, it helps for you to be well-versed in their interests. I have one kid who loves like Dungeons and Dragons. He, like today, he, he showed me how to play a game called Magic, which is a trading game. I had never played a trading game before in my life, in my life. Never thought I would. When I was in school, I was like, mm, like, the, sorry, but the lame kids did that. That was my thought process back then. But as a youth mentor, like, I have to immerse myself in his interests. Uh, I have another kid who's interested in, who loves drawing, loves art. So it's 
my responsibility to immerse myself in the field of art. He likes 2D art, so I have to immerse myself in uh, the field of 2D art. I have another girl who loves drawing, not drawing, but uh, drama. So I feel obligated to immerse myself in drama. So a lot of different interests and goals and ambitions and lifestyles that these kids have in order for me to effectively reach out to them it's my responsibility to immerse myself in each one of their goals their ambitions their lifestyles so like, it's it's a blessing it's a challenge it's a challenge that I absolutely welcome uh, I'm always always open to to knowledge I'm always open to learning more always learning always open to learning about different lifestyles I mean, when you when you go into this business, that's what you do. Like it just comes with the territory. And then I add another, another little flavor to it. And with kids, you know that those ambitions, those interests are going to change over time. As they get exposed to new things, those ambitions are likely going to change. And then you have to be fluid enough. You have to be accepting enough. You have to respond to that change enough where you can say, okay, you don't like art now. Now you like history. You went to a museum. You went to a black history museum. Now you're in love with black history. Now you're in love with culture. So now I have to jump ship and be willing to jump ship. I have to accept change and immerse myself in black culture and not lose the art but now I have to accept black culture for example um, so it's like it's a challenge that I welcome I love it I love it I love it um, yeah I have a journalistic ba journalistic background uh, which allowed me to learn about a lot of different aspects of life uh, but this youth mentoring is a much much better uh, and much rewarding experience As always, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, in the previous segment, one thing that I mentioned, I mentioned um, being in this youth mentoring industry uh, and just making this making this my life goal and or my life's work and how rewarding an experience it is. But even though I'm here now, it all started when I was in journalism uh, and just seeing so much violence going on in the city from our youth, involving youth, um, and just the, the lack of ambition, the lack of guidance that the youth in my city experience. So I took my experiences in news and decided to write a book called Who Stole My Future? Um, and with Who Stole My Future, I, I polled, I talked to nearly 100 different coaches and psychologists and life coaches and uh, and other people in the youth mentoring industry and ask them how can we ensure a positive productive and empowered future for our youth I took all of their advice I took all of their stories and I put it into my book who stole my future uh, so go to who stole my future.com uh, click under the book tab and feel free to 
buy a book. The uh, book is $32, and it's very, very worth it. Um, $32, I always say, can change a kid's life, uh, can change a parent's life, and can help parents, can help our community reconnect and inspire our youth. Again, making them positive, productive, and empowered. Uh, so go to whostolemyfuture.com, look under the book tab, uh, get yourself a book. I promise you it is, it is life-changing um, and can absolutely bring you closer to the youth in your life. So a friend invited me to his friend's party and when I got there I found out that the party was a, a murder mystery thing and at that time I think I was about 20 I don't know I think I might have been like 24, 25 something around that age but I had never heard of a murder mystery party had no idea what it was, didn't know what I was walking into really didn't know anybody there but one thing I liked about the party was the fact that with it being a murder mystery, I got a chance to just to set up. Um, I got a chance to mingle with a lot of different people um, and really like try to meet new people and network in a fun, creative way. So, and it's crazy because, what was that? Like I said, I was 24, 25 six, seven, eight years later, I never forgot that experience. Like, it wasn't the fact that it was so extravagant or over the top. I just thought that the plot and the way it was executed, the way the script was naturally executed, was really clever. And like I said, a lot of different people. So, eight years later, I never forgot that experience, and I wanted to bring that same energy that same experience, that same critical thinking aspect, that same um, venue and event that allows my group to meet other people, I wanted to bring that to, to my teams. So we had a Halloween murder mystery party and I'm telling you, I had no idea what to expect. It was a new concept for them. Planning it anyway was a new concept for me so I'm always optimistic, but I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know how they were going to receive it. Nothing. But planning it and doing the decorations and everything and laying out the entire party, like, I loved putting it together. And coincidentally, they loved doing it. So let me break it down for you. In a murder mystery party, if you're not familiar with it, everybody plays a specific role. At the, at the beginning, everybody's given a role, or you can do it when people sign up. Everybody's given a role, and it's even formulated where in the story, like people can, can interact with each other and learn about the, the, um, learn about the party, learn about the, murder even before the night of the event so there's a lot of build up up to that night if you choose to do it that way so but in our situation we had some people sign up last minute and the people that signed up last minute were 
required characters. So we couldn't really do anything, like any build up beforehand. So we literally, literally ended up passing out cards and personalities and roles and everything the day of. And it was still executed well, or it still turned out well. So everybody was given a card um, with, their, with their character on it. And my group really got into it. They really, really got into it because it forces you to interact with somebody. It gives you dirt on somebody else. It gives you dirt that you have to conceal. So it, like, it really dives deep into the situation. And like I said, the way it was formulated was, was perfect. Um, my guys really got into it. And over the course of three rounds, they learned more about other characters. They learned more about their own character. And I, I really found out they got into it when one of my teams, like, and he's, he's done improv classes that we've had in our program before, and he was super into it. And I mean, he was, like, he was in character, wasn't dressed, but he was, like, really into it with the accent and the mannerisms and the personality and really everything.